Sup, fam. Welcome to the Couple Nurses Podcast with your hosts, Peter Fendera, myself, Matt Slarchik. This is a podcast where we tackle current health news, hot nursing topics, one conversation at a time. Thank you for tuning in. We cannot give you back your time and attention, so we really appreciate you listening to us right now. Thank you. If you guys like this podcast and have any value, extract any value from it, please share it, like it, share with a family member. That's how we grow. And that motivates us to keep producing high quality content. What's new with us? It's almost end of the year. I'm excited for next year because it's been a shit show this year. And we're almost done with the website. So get back to you in a quick update there. But Patreon is finally out. So if you're curious on supporting our show, Cup of Nurses, and want to get some premium content, check out patreon.com slash that loud. Let's begin. How you doing, Petey? I'm doing good, man. Patreon's going to be definitely an interesting hole to go down into because... It's be cool because there's like two aspects of us. It's gonna be more like one part is more nursing based, and another one is more of our like personalities and us just hanging out and chilling. I was hanging out, I was just saying some shit and talking about topics maybe that we don't want to talk about on here as much because we don't want to be censored. Remember that one time what happened with um the whole Hong Kong protest? Our podcast mm-hmm. got deleted. So I want to do more podcast episodes where I want to open up people's minds. Yeah, it's more of us us chit chatting compared to like this more heavy research stuff. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So, guys, this episode, episode twenty nine, damn, it's been a it's been a long twenty episodes. Interesting, right? Twenty nine, almost thirty. It started yeah. back in March, man. When um, mm-hmm. at least this series, correct? When COVID started. Yeah, that's cool. I wonder if we'll have another series for twenty twenty one. Jeez, you never know. know. Maybe about just aliens specifically, if they come and touch this earth after all this that's happening. I don't know what's gonna happen. You never know. Maybe we'll be like podcasting with aliens, two aliens. In 2021. Sure, man. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be optimistic. Yeah. All right, guys, back into it. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about vaccines. We're going to talk about the United States Space Force, which is very interesting. I'm not sure a lot of people know about it, but it's a cool concept. And we're also going to talk about the cyber attacks that happened against our federal agencies that supposedly are from Russia, but, but who knows? Yeah, it's one of the biggest cyber attacks in all of U.S. history yet. It's not really talked about because... Where is their focus, ladies and gentlemen, with mainstream media? So everybody's talking about the Pfizer vaccine that finally came out. That's a big topic. I mean, the frontline workers are getting their first doses finally. I'm not sure in what states and how that's all working. That's based on Operation Warp Speed. But I know here in um, Santa Monica, we got our first doses. So a lot of nurses are very proud, as you can tell, if you look on social media. Everybody's Mm -hmm. damn sticking their arm out and bicep and getting injected with the damn needle and, you know, proud moment for some. And, um, yeah, that's that's what's happening. And question is, is whether it's safe, what's going to happen. I know we were looking at, for example, the flu shot. And if you want to, you know, what's the risk of, like, let's just say, developing Guillain-Barre syndrome? You're one in two in one million people. Yeah, so it's like one every 500,000 cases. Yeah. So it's it's like that crazy concept to, like, to think about it because... Do we believe in vaccines work? Yeah, I mean, in certain cases, they they do work when it's proven over, over years. Like the MR vaccine has been out for such a long time. But let's say like for the flu vaccine, we are just chatting before this. We actually looked into it before we hopped on the show and it was almost mind-blowing. So it's just, it's like, would you risk getting the uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome? Your chances are one in 500,000 roughly. Or would you rather just have the flu for a, for a week? Like, you know... Like, yeah. like, like, think about it, guys. And you're taking this flu shot every year, right? So, you know, your chances are actually increasing each time you take it, right? Because now somebody else got that side effect from the, from the vaccine, right? So there's going to be someone after them, right? Someone's next. So your chances are exponentially increasing every time you get a new one, right? And imagine if I they know. make us do... Imagine if, if this uh, C19 vaccine shows to do the same thing. So now instead of maybe... One and two every million, you're going to see two to four every million. So it doubles, you know. And me personally, like I would rather just be sick for the flu every year. If, if I had to, if I had to pick the Glean bar or have the flu every year for the rest of my life, I would rather take the flu. Are you kidding me? Why not? It's like I, I, for the most part, if I remember correctly, when I was in college and I was required to get the flu vaccine because you had to do it for school. Yeah. You know, I got sick every time. Not because of the flu, but from the vaccine. Right, I, f- I felt sick for like three days, three to four days. You know, so it's just like either I had the flu for three to, three to four days, or I had this these these side effects from the vaccine for three to four days. So it came out to be the same thing. So why the hell would I get the flu shot and increase my risk to get all these other issues 
if I have the same side effects from the vaccine as the side effects that I get from getting a flu. Yeah, that's yeah, it's just not worth it, man. You know, like common Personally. sense. That's just regarding the flu vaccine. I'm not talking about the C nineteen vaccine. That's it's an unproven thing all, all of its own. But yeah, exactly, you know. because there's no meta analysis on all this. And like if you look at like let's look at the big picture. Let's look at the people that are these how would, how would you call them? These figureheads that are representative of everything that's happening, correct? Like Operation Warp Speed, the main guy that's in charge of it, like he's he's a freaking board member on Moderna. He is running uh, Glaxo Smith, whatever, another pharmaceutical company. So there's just a lot of money motives there. Not to mention Bill Gates, which like that guy, that guy has been everybody's rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Everybody's talking about him and microchipping and all this crazy shit. So it's like you have all these big people that are that have financial motives behind this and there's no, not enough research to say whether this is actually safe to take. Uh, it's based on 30,000 people. Do you, do you trust that information? And this is information, this is a company that created their own research study because the FDA does not conduct their own research study. Just like the whole thing with food industry, correct? At first... Like they were saying, oh yeah, this is good and that's good and let's, you know, dairy is good for you because it gets, you know, your bones stronger. Is it really though? Is it proven? I mean, not so much, correct? But yet that's what the the dairy agriculture industry is pushing and lobbying for the FBA to approve. And now it's in our like, what's it called? Um, what is that called? The uh, the food pyramid to drink like one or two cups a day mm. to for stronger bones. So you just, you just have to be, I would say, mindful and open-minded to to kind of trust whatever you want to trust, you know? Like me personally, the way I, they, the way I see the situation, 99 plus percent survival rate. I am a healthy as an individual. I take care of myself. I eat healthy. Most of the core morbidities and diseases in America is due to lifestyle, right? I, I have that on lock. So what's my chances of risk of dying and even getting severely sick? Probably very damn low. The media says otherwise. I'm going to take my chances personally. And and that's a problem where we could probably talk about this now, right? There's like this whole thing in our hospital where I feel like there's like a medical bullying going on, right? If you're not taking it and, you know, me and PD kind of like, you know, said it bluntly to people, like we just kind of got looked at. Yeah. And that's that's crazy that we're getting judged whether we're taking this vaccine or not. That doesn't mean that we don't care for people. That doesn't mean that we think that vaccines are bad. That doesn't mean that we think that COVID is a hoax, it's just our personal personal choice. It's my damn body. There's only one body I have. Why should I risk potential adverse effects if this if it's not that serious when it comes to death fatality rate for those that are re- relatively healthy? And we're not by no means anti-vaxxers. Like I get my MMR boosters. I get I've been vaccinated my, my whole life. You yeah, know, of I, course, man. I did a flu shot this year, but I took it last year. I've, I've been consistently taking a flu shot and I got all my boosters and stuff. I had to for the hospital, right? Yeah. So we're no means anti-vaxxers. Like we actually looked into the effectiveness of the MMR vaccine and it's showed to have, you know, dramatically dropped measles cases, right? In, like in the 1950s, 1960s, measles were pretty prevalent. There were about 300 to 800,000 cases a year. Now with the MMR vaccine, we see, you know, about 100 cases per year or less. Which is which is you know a drop in a bucket, right? It's like nothing. Hell so yeah. like, that means MR does work. Yeah, I'm willing to take it. And my kids are going to get the MR vaccine. But it would, imagine if you get the C19 vaccine. You know, there's like there's multiple avenues we could look at is because like Matt said, there's no meta analysis, so we don't really know the long term effects of this, right? We we literally don't know. And if someone's telling you we do, they're lying. Yeah. So why because, be the guinea pig? Yeah, because how? Because if you if you don't believe me, tobacco industry was supposed to be healthy, right? Smoking cigarettes, you were both smoking cigarettes with your doctor, doctor's office. It was, it was healthy, and now what? Oh, now, now, now it's bad for you, correct? So how does that make sense? People, people have been saying that tobacco is good for you for years and years, and now it turns out that, that it's the, almost the worst thing you, you could do. One of the most negative substances is, is nicotine. And like, the caffeine, of course, is up there yeah. too, but it's a whole different situation. We, we so, forget to look at history, you know what I mean? Yeah. So imagine, like, I'll give you an example just off, off the dome. Imagine you're trying to have kids, you know, in 10 years, that line, and you, you can't have kids. And you wonder why, you know, and then it comes out that, hey, you know, the C-19 vaccine, if you took Pfizer's C-19 vaccine or you took AstraZeneca's C-19 vaccine, you know, now there's a court case going on and you can file for it because it's shown to sterilize people. And that's like 10, 20 years down the line. Look at the, all the asbestos commercials. Yeah. Like if you've been exposed to as, asbestos, you know, you could call a lawyer and, you know, they'll be able to get you some money for it because yeah. of mesothelioma, right? Yeah. And that's not to mention because of the whole vaccine act, they get protected. 
Mm-hmm. So you can't even go to like civil court and basically be like, hey, Pfizer, my, you know, what X, Y, and Z family member, this happened, I want some um, compensation. You're not going to get it because the vaccine industry is protected. And that's another red flag that should kind of tell you guys like, damn, dude, the 100% liability is me, myself, and I. It is not the government. It's not your hospital. And it's not the vaccine company that's producing the damn shot. Yeah, or something even less aggressive in like a case scenario is you get the two vaccines, 21 or 20 days apart, and then they say, oh, well, you know, now there's another new, new strain. So now what if they tell you there's a new strain of C19 and now the vaccines are pointless to give? So we're not going to even vaccinate anybody anymore. There, there is a new strain in um, London or I'm sorry, in the right? UK, right? Yeah. Uh, UK, UK is going into their lockdown 3.0. And they're saying there's a new strain on the rise. Yeah. So it's like, what if you get these two vaccines and it turns out that, hey, this, this C19 virus mutates so quickly that, you know, this dose isn't even you know, viable next year. And then, like I said, 10 years down the line, you're sterilized, you can't have kids or whatever happens, you get cancer or something happens and you're kind of screwed. You're just like, what? It's so like because, birth control. Yeah. Just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean you got to do it. You know, like we're nurses, we want to help people. And if, if they said, hey, C19 is so bad that dropping people left and right, you should for sure get it because you might harm somebody. Then yeah, I would, I would get it. But not something like this, where, where uh, you got to get a booster shot 21 or 28 days later, and we're not even sure if you might need a third or fourth booster shot. You know, because yeah, we don't know how long these antibodies or this protein yeah. that this immune system remembers. And you, you know, right? And you still might catch it, right? And and you still might catch it if there's if there's, if there's a different strain or just uh, immunity isn't is is at, at the threshold it's supposed to be. So essentially, you know, you still might get C19 even though you got vaccinated. The same way I might get C19 without getting vaccinated, right? And we both gonna then develop normal antibodies to a natural antibodies, correct? So how does that all kind of make sense? You know, it it really doesn't make too much sense. Like I understand that that they have to push for large vaccines. Why? Because they have to test on a, on a scale, like a large scale, right? Now, instead of 30,000, you know, subjects, they have hundreds of thousands. hundred million. You know, so that's going to definitely work. And hey, if it goes down the line that says, wow, these vaccines are 100% effective against C19, then, then yeah, I might rethink it and maybe I'll, I'll get one. But right now, you know, the, the facts aren't well known and I don't want to put myself in this kind of situation. Yeah, there's no point, bro. And yeah. that's why you are born with this freaking awesome body to adapt to whatever. Mm-hmm. We just freaking, we kind of sterilized ourselves if you think about it. We've freaking been just eating shitty processed foods. The stuff that we always talk about, like this is the problem. These lifestyle choices lead to a shitty non-functioning body in a way. Yeah. And masks too. So if I get vaccinated for C19, do I still have to wear an N95 when deal with, with patients? Yep. Do I still have to wear a mask outside? Yep. Then what is the point of getting a vaccine if, if I still have to keep doing the same shit I gotta do? So maybe... In eight months, we could we could you know not have to gown on and gown off every every day. Like the what what like it's, it's very ass backwards, bro. Like it's it, interesting. The problem is is that media is freaking preying on emotions. They're yeah. preying on emotions. They're focused on cases per day, cases per day, death, death, death. That's all you're seeing on TV. Like there's people that are literally paranoid about this. And I think we're gonna have even afterwards. Let's just say this all ends. I think we're still gonna have people that are super paranoid and germ- germaphobes in a way and they're going to be like distancing themselves or something because this is going to have long-term effects. Yeah, you're for sure going to have those people that's going to be year 2030 and they're going to be like sterilizing stuff, cleaning everything so like, you know, they're going to sterilize everything, clocks, everything, bleach everything. They're going to be like, remember, so let's pretend it's 2030. I'm like, damn, remember that virus from 2020? You know, <laughs> you come back. You're going to have those kind of people too. But I would feel probably a little bit more inclined to take this vaccine if like these companies were like, hey, if they honestly said that, that, hey, we're not sure what the long-term effects are, but the elderly are dying from it. So if you guys want to take the vaccine, we'll give it to you. It's supposed to help you. It's proven to help you. It's proven to, to prevent C19, but we're still not sure what the long-term effects are. And you guys are going to be our test subjects. I would prefer them. If they said that in like an honest manner, then I might be more inclined just because yeah. I'd be like, you know, they're being honest, good faith, you know, good faith. You know, they're not sure what's going to happen to me long term. But hey, you know, grandparents are dying. You know, uncles and aunts are dying. Maybe I should just do it. If I become sterile in the future, that's my own risk, you know, or whatever. They say they should give you like a list of things that might happen. Right. And then you should be able to say, you know, yes, I'll take it. I'll risk it. Or no, I won't. Because right now we don't, we don't know. We really don't know. We didn't even know what they're hypothesizing on the, on the risks are, right? Because they don't play on the, on the news. I'm sure we could find it on a research trial, but right. it's not, it's not going to be like available to the public as like these, these um, efficacy rates, right? 
So I, if they're more honest with us, saying that we're not really sure what's gonna happen long-term, you guys are going to be a large test subject. So basically, if they would say, hey, we're gonna test the US with this vaccine for research purposes, I probably would be more inclined just because the way I am, like I'm, I like research, I'd be more inclined to do it just because they're honest about it. Yeah. But now that they're not saying it like that, it's like, you know, what do you know that, that I don't know that you don't wanna tell me? Exactly. And so, why are you making it seem so bad if, if, if I don't get it? Like why, why are you making it out of the, like the norm? Yeah. Hashtag stay woke, man. Yeah. And if you look at, let's just say, flu vaccine effectiveness rates for the past five years, so 2015, 2019, I'm going to spitball the um, effective percentage rates. We got 48%, 40%, 38%, 29% in 2018, and 45%. Yeah. And, so, and, and they're telling school. us it's mandatory because it's going to prevent the flu, mm-hmm. yet it's not even freaking effective because the flu could modify it and genetically modify itself so well that we can't predict the damn strain. Yeah. And now I'm looking back at 2014. So you graduated high school 2012, right? Or gradu- graduated 2012 high school. So this was already two years in, into school 2014 to college. I remember one year where I didn't miss a single day in college, but I got real sick in winter for like a week, dude. Maybe even more, like nine days. And, I'm, and I think it was 2014. And I've been, get, I've been getting vaccinated for the flu since you know, it was a requirement. So yeah. whenever you went to grade school, you had to get a flu vaccine, flu vaccine, right? Or at least high school. I'm not sure about grade school. I think it's grade school now, but I think when we were kids, I'm not sure we had to get the yeah, flu vaccine I, I personally then. did not take the flu vaccine till I became a nurse, dude. Really? I just never, I just I, never we had to take it for it. You didn't have to take it in college? Uh, no. We had to take it during college. We had to take it in college. Oh, maybe. I don't even remember, bro. Because we, we, I, I know I had school, to get boosters and stuff. Nursing school, you first had to have a nursing school. 100% you had to nurse school because you went into the hospital. You had to for sure take it. You that's, had to be f- that's right. I probably did have yeah. that. Yeah. But 2014, that was, I was still in uh, junior college, JJC. Enjoy that. Shout out to JJC folks out there. But 19% effectiveness. That might have been the year where I got super sick. Yeah, it could have yeah, been. Yeah, dude. And Dan, my buddy Dan got super sick with bronchitis for like six months to probably that year too, dude. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, 90% effectiveness. Yeah, so this, even this flu vaccine, it's not very effective. You know, 2019, 45%. I have a 50-50 chance of, you know, getting a flu compared to, or so now I have 50% of getting the flu, plus now I have a chance of getting the, the, the Guillain-Barre syndrome, two out of, yeah, heart, two out of a million people. Risk. Like, why would I do that? If it's a 50, 50 chance of getting the flu, and now I'm just adding on getting this other um, giant disease. Like, why? Like, like, you know, I understand if you're older, do it. You know, you're, you're probably better off because you have a higher chance of, you know, getting the flu. But then I wonder how it works for immunocompromised patients. Because they recommend, if, do they do the flu shot for immunocompromised? It I dep- forgot. It depends. Like if you're taking chemo and stuff like that, you might want to hold off. Of course, like allergy reactions because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a live, un- a, a, is it live unattenuated un- virus? Unattenuated, yeah. Unattenuated virus, yeah. Because I don't think people with transplants should get live virus. They get all the other ones, but not the live ones. Correct. So maybe yeah. they switched it up. Because I remember when I had a transplantation, if they got the flu shot, and I think we recommended it. But um, basically, yeah, so if you have a 50, 50 chance of getting, you know, the flu, but then you're adding on these other issues that could happen, like, why? Like, why would you get it? Like I said, early population, a little different. Why? I'm not going to be a dick, but if you're 70 years old, you know, your chance of dying from flu and pneumonia are probably higher than dying from um, Guillain-Barre syndrome, right? Because by the time it, it progresses and the disease works its way to see the serious effects, you know, you and- might, might take... Century. Yeah, and those that don't know what game brain is, it's literally paralysis, ascending or descending paralysis. Like eventually the paralysis gets so bad, sometimes they give you IgG and IgI, all those um, immunoglobulins to prevent that. But eventually your body, like if it reaches your diaphragm, your diaphragm becomes paralyzed and you got to hop on a damn ventilator. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy how that works. Mm-hmm. So you want to move on to the Pence. So our vice president announced that the Space Force is going to be called the Guardians, which is cool because they finally kind of branched off and away from the the Air Force. And in 2021, they're planning on getting $15.4 billion. So it's, it's kind of cool because we're going to literally have a Space Force in the space protecting us. And they have, um, they have some functions that they're going to follow. And it's called, or these functions, are they going to provide freedom of operations in the United States in, from, and to space? And they're going to provide and promote space operations. And they're going to conduct, you know, space operations. They're going to um, deter aggressions in any form. What, what aggressions? What do we have to worry about if we still haven't publicly announced aliens? You know, it kind of shit makes you wonder, man. Mm. 
Yeah, and like these are interesting because they're very broad. It doesn't say like um, the Space Force is going to establish, establish vehicles to get to the Mar- get to Mars or get to the Moon or create an efficient transportation. These are broad concepts, right? So anything could fit under this. Yeah, that's why if you look at like government writing, a lot of this stuff is broad, and then a lot of times, if it's if it's a broad broad concept, that means someone's someone's gonna try and plan to do some sketchy shit. Because you know these guys I mean? are, are lawyers, they write laws, right? So they could make it as knit and gritty and detailed as possible, right? Yeah. When we look at our contracts for our business, our, our, our buddy Mac makes everything, you know, accounted for because so they can't get us from this angle, then they can't come out from this angle. So this is the government. They're a lot smarter than us, right? So yeah. why do they make these things so broad? Why? Because anything good fit on the topic, right. right? It's just like our LLC. It's like, you know, provide in good faith, mm. education, promote, you know, nursing, well-being, whatever. So yeah, you just got to keep it broad so you don't get your ass sued. Right, exactly. And every single time I think of like Space Force and Space Force and topics like this, I always look back at Avatar. That was like one of my top favorite movies. And we basically discovered this alien planet and we went to go mine it for natural resources. So what if we start like making tools and start mining asteroids or I don't know, maybe mining something for the moon that's more valuable. Who knows, man? Like it's, there's so many secrets that are being kept from us, yeah. including Kennedy, including everything else. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And there's a lot of money being funded to it. So we'll see what they do next year. You know what's cool about the world that we live in is there's so much going on at once. Like there's so much brains at work. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like oh, and, and someone's and trying to do some shit, even if it's like small scale and big scale, like we're not, you know, creating on any kind of vehicles to get into space or creating any kind of like, we're not into politics, we're managing a country. Like we're like, look at us small scale with a couple of nurses. Like we're doing a bunch of shit, a bunch of cool stuff. And it's crazy how we're building. And then you look at somebody else like Elon Musk that's on a whole different level doing his thing. Yep. And we're both doing our thing, but we're, it's all like growth still. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's look all at. growth. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, it makes you, it makes you wonder. Mm. And then with that $15.4 million budget, we'll break it down for you guys because, you know, we like our numbers, you know, and I was going to say invest in SpaceX, but they're not a public company. Yeah. I was, before you do that, I also mm. was going to say that like, there's so much happening in the world. It's so hard to like, be like, Hey, this week I want to chat about these three topics. Like there's so much stuff that's happening. Mm. Like, like, you know, the, in the government, in the hospital settings, it's like, it's like, yeah, man, this world of information, it, it can become stressful to a lot of people. So, like, shout out to all the people that are, you know, practicing mental health and nurses because we need that, especially after work, especially turning on the news and flipping through Twitter, whatever you guys do, and just seeing all this damn negativity sometimes. Yeah, and it's still cool that we still, for the most part, have, like, freedom of information. Like, yeah, there's some censorship going on. I'm going to challenge you on that. I mean, but for the most part, like there, um, like I'm saying, there's still such shit going on and things like that. But you, we still have. So, you guys could find anything you want on the internet. You sometimes things just take a little bit longer and harder to get to, right? But everything is still available for us, right? Yeah. Except the stuff that you kind of want to want to look at probably takes us a little bit longer to find than something that you know the media feeds you, right? But we still have this still we still have this freedom of information, which is pretty cool, and it's still you can still communicate with people from different countries without any kind of barrier in between, which is still kind of surprising, right? Which is what we're going to talk about next with the whole hacker thing. Mm-hmm. I have a theory of what might, what might happen in the future. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool how we, we, you could still basically find out everything you want to find out. It's just like the stuff that you want to challenge, like the thing that, that the media shows that you don't really agree with, those things are going to be a little bit hard to find. But it, it's still out there. You just got to kind of figure out how to, how to find it. And you could come to your own conclusions. Yeah. You and just have that ability, you know, but, which is cool. But on social media, it gets watered down a little bit and you have less right of what you want to say, what you can say, because these are privately held companies and they have their own agendas. And it's evidence that, yes, they had an influence on an election, correct? Mm-hmm. Where they were withholding specific information. For example, the whole Hunter Biden thing, correct? The whole thing about him and how he was getting money while Joe Biden was president, all that was suppressed during the election. So I'm still kind of curious on how social media works. Because if it's like... But now they're investigating him, the FBI yeah. is investigating him. Yeah. So it makes you like wonder how come specific information is with, withheld, you know? Yeah, so my thing with social media is, is interesting because they're obviously... So majority of it is not done by humans, like going through these posts and pages. It's mostly AI-based. So... What if there's a way to kind of, since it's still kind of new, what if, and it's it's continuously learning, you know, so it continuously gets better at what it does. So 
think of it this way. So let's say, let's take Instagram, for example. Let's say Instagram is growing and you realize that if you're able to create these fake accounts or these bots or whatever accounts and you flood Instagram with these certain topics, what if the AI program that Instagram has recognizes that, hey, this topic is being talked about a lot. We're going to push this topic more, more, Can more. Be. So you can artificially push a topic. Why? Because if the AI is built on feeding what's mostly being talked about, and if you make all these fake accounts and you, and you keep pushing this, this, this agenda, the bots can recognize, hey, this is getting pushed yeah. a lot. So that means, that means people, because the AI system doesn't know, well, maybe it probably does now, but it doesn't differentiate between, it does to a certain level, but doesn't differentiate between Matt and myself. Right, yeah. we're going to get fed this general information because we're both humans. We both live in the same vicinities, and we live in the U.S. Also, so that's why during elections, everyone's pushing elections. And what are you getting? You're getting more election stuff, right? Because AI is picking up that everyone's talking about election. So let's feed people the election because everyone's talking about it. Even though you might not be talking about it, it's going to be fed to you because everybody else is talking about it. So the AI is picking up like, hey, these people are talking about it. So even though Matt's not. He might be interested, so let's push it anyways because they're talking about it. Matt might want to talk about it too, and let's no, get no, him yeah, on the hype sure, So that's probably how it works. And you know, if theoretically, me and you, we could probably, if we throw a million dollars into creating like these fake accounts on Instagram, and we just push a couple of nurses, a couple of nurses, a couple of nurses, the AI bot's gonna pick up. Damn, a couple of nurses are getting pushed a lot, and it's gonna start feeding everybody a couple of nurses, a couple of nurses, kind of like how Facebook ads work. So, you so, know? so definitely, there's that part of the algorithm, but also the algorithm definitely gets um, programmed, and somebody has to write it. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely people behind it that say, "Hey, we want to suppress this information," and it does. It has to be, yeah. you know, and it's gonna reach a certain point where. Where you're not gonna be able to adjust it anymore. Yeah, you you know actually one thing I actually like about the algorithm, if there's any benefits, is um, I'm very conscious of what I scroll at, what I like, and what I'm watching, and the profiles that I follow. And it's more about like what I like, correct? Like let's just say it's all about like consciousness and all this like self improvement shit. When I go on my feed, the algorithm just pushes this mm-hmm. to me. So I programmed my own algorithm to feed me positive things and good information. Because that's what I'm seeking. See, this is to your advantage. You like, use it to your advantage, exactly. Even Joe Rogan talked about it. So the be- the best. Okay, so if I look at all my apps, Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, um, you know, Twitter, YouTube. Out of all these algorithms that I look through, YouTube has me down to a T, dude. I bet YouTube has got me so good. Got some soccer replays there, dude. They could they could make me keep watching. Not even soccer replays. I mean, really do when I like either when I'm at work or Liverpool is playing, but all the other stuff that they that they push because. Because I just like looking at things at work. I got a video for myself. So I use a lot of YouTube more than, more than anything else because I'd rather just watch a video instead of like scrolling through things. Sure. So YouTube algorithm has me to a T, dude. Like if, if I'm like bored, let's say I'm, I'm chilling. You know, we have those times where you kind of want to scroll through your phone because sure, you yeah. want a little, little break and, I'm, and you get bored of one, so you will go to another. I'll get bored, but if I, I know if I go on YouTube, I'm gonna spend like they got, a they got amount you of time. sucked in, bro. Dude, for some reason, they got me sucked in, dude. Like, like, they, like they know, dude. And even when I watch a video, even the next video that plays is still so relevant to what that first video was about and to what was I thinking about the first video. It like, you saw YouTube puts it down a rabbit hole. That's how they, they well, they know me. Like, it's so interesting it's because I'll watch it's a video. Bro. I'll watch a video and I would be thinking, so let's say I would watch a video about something and they, they bring up something else in that video and I'm thinking about that. And somehow YouTube knows sometimes what I would pick up in these videos and it would feed me the next video regarding to what I was thinking about in that video, yeah. even though it might not be related to the video. Fucking weird, dude. Yeah, I mean, so weird, man. It's, it's basically behavior. They're able to predict behavior and it's like, dude, that's the whole thing. Like, there's literally an AI that's in front of your face, watches. They know exactly how long every single second what you do on the damn thumb. Mm-hmm. They know. If you're looking at a video, like a soccer video, you might want to watch it, but you don't. They know how how many seconds you pondered on that. Mm-hmm. So they got you figured out on your interests, and they just prey on they prey on your psychology, yeah. bro. And that's what's messed up because in the beginning of the show, I said thank you for your attention and time because your attention and time cannot be given back to you. So thank you for listening to us. With them, they know that attention and time is valuable, and they just extract that from us, dude. They got us sucked in, man. Yep, and money. Now, and now there's Netflix, there's YouTube, there's all this stuff. So literally, technocracy, technology has got us sucked in and plugged in for so long. We're not even like aware of it. Have you bought anything through like Instagram shop before? Negative. Okay. Because I'm just thinking like, I guarantee you like Facebook, it, oh, I mean, 
Facebook owns Instagram, Google, because they own YouTube. I guarantee you they know on a level. And if you spend X amount of minutes, they can make X amount of, X amount of money off you. They probably know you so down to a T plus Amazon. They probably know you so well down to a T that they already have your majority of life calculated like cost per minute for Matt. There's probably a cost per minute rate for Matt. So you Google know, probably, probably knows, hey, if Matt's on his phone for three hours today, we know that the average time Matt spends on his phone between purchases is nine hours. Yeah. So if you get him on the phone for six more hours and if you could do that more often, then he's gonna buy a product quicker. You know Hell what I'm yeah, saying? man. It's, That's it's, how you suck your ass it's in. It's probably crazy? that deep. It's probably yeah, that deep it's, without, without it us for realizing sure. it. So it's just like, it's a, so it's basically, they're like, okay, so if Matt average, uh, by the way, we're going totally off top. Yeah, I just want I'm down. I'm, I'm going to say more things. Down. Then, then we'll go. <laughs> they probably know us so well that they probably know, Hey, Matt buys a product every nine hours of social media life. And we know that Matt spends three hours a day on social media. So we could pinpoint it that Matt's probably going to buy something every three days. So how about we try to push what Matt wants to see a lot more, a lot more. So instead of every three days. Matt's going to buy a product every two days or every two and a half because I try to keep him on for four hours. So now he's going to spend four hours one day, four hours the next, or four hours one day, five hours the next, and he's going to buy that product quicker. That's probably how I know. They, they for sure know a cost per minute for Matt oh, or yeah. for me. That and also, like, let's just say you're a night shift worker and you tend to buy things online or a specific time of day, you know that they're going to be pushing products way heavier or those those yoga pants you always wanted to get, now they're popping up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you're more inclined to buy them. And then you hear the women at work like, oh yeah, I just spent $300 at work. That's the shit that happens. And yeah. we're just like, oh my God, it happened because I liked it. But like, really, there's just an algorithm that is freaking, that knows you so well, that is just freaking extracting money out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem in America. We're just consumer-based. Mm-hmm. It knows you on a psycholog- psychological level. Yeah. Like they have literally, like they have you on a virtual computer because they know what, Everything, your screen time, everything. Yep, like, and they know what, what freaking buttons and levers to push yeah. to get you, to squeeze some more lemons out of you. Yeah, dude, Apple probably has a better recollection recollection of my life than myself. Hell yeah. Because these, because you know, we're never gonna be able to out memory a, a a chip or a computer. We're never. Why? Because you know, this stores videos, right? So do you remember everything that we're gonna re- you do you remember everything word for word that we're talking about today? Yeah. No, but the video is the you know memory card's gonna remember. Hell yeah. Isn't it crazy? So if Apple wanted to give you a self-reflection of your life, it's going to give you a better self-reflection of your life than you are giving it to yourself. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Food for thought. Yeah. Why? Because they have all your memories, everything, and they can all compile it into one. And that'll give you the true fucking Peter or the true Matt. They know you better than you know yourself because because you forget shit. This doesn't forget anything. How long have you had an iPhone for years? It's stored, man. Yeah. Dude, isn't that crazy, man? Yep. Some shit. Some good Patreon content. This is stuff mm-hmm. we'd like to talk about. Yeah. Anyways, do you want to do you want to head into the cyber attacks? Let me talk about the money since we're topic of money. So, guys, fifteen point four billion dollar budget for a space force. Ten point three billion goes for research, develop uh, development of testing and evaluation of technologies and weapon systems. So it's cool because they're not cool, but it's interesting because there's two parts of the budget devoted to military and weapons. So this 10.3 billion is devoted to basically creating things and evaluating technologies and weapons. And 2.4 billion out of all of it is for the procurement of satellites and launch services. And then 2.6 billion for space operations and maintenance. And then another 100 million for war-related satellite services and space operations. So the majority of this budget, it looks like it's going to research and development of basic weapon systems. Yeah, we, billion. we need to figure out how to use some crazy laser capabilities to shoot down things or mm-hmm. maybe use, I don't know, anti-gravity propulsion systems to push away, mm-hmm. I don't know, freaking rocks or something in space, man. So well, yeah, we're developing this now. Yeah, as humans, we're like naturally like uh, conquerors, dude. If you think about it, right? We're explorers, correct? We're about to go in a galactic way. You know, we, we, we have, I mean, that's the only way, right? Because we're already, I mean, we haven't explored all the ocean depths, but majority of land, it's pretty much mapped and explored, right? Yep. And, you know, we all started in where, the Middle East somewhere? I'm not, well, it depends where, where you believe in, right? But, uh, but no matter what you believe in. Mesopotamia. Yeah, society started at one point, right? And it's expanded, you know, they grew, they conquered, they, you know, they spread, you know, around through, through the earth and then 
Earth is already basically mapped. Shout out to what's Homo next. sapiens. Yeah. So like, what's next? Like in space, right? We're eventually going to get, if we haven't got there yet, we're eventually going to get there. It's how it happens. People didn't think there was North American continent, right? Until someone said, hey, fuck it. Let's hop on a boat. There's a few trials. A bunch of people died. People got scared, stopped doing it. And then somebody went again, got to it. And that's how it happens. Hell yeah. America was born. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, dude? Even though people are here before us, but still, you know. That's how, yeah, that's how we discovered and yeah. Very brave of those people that actually flew on a ship, or if not flew, but sailed through for like three months right. to make it to land. I was also going to say, hopefully we reach that point because this whole thing with technology merging and becoming more like a, of a cyborg in a way, it's kind of becoming scary, dude. Like I'm for sure not going to get that chip in the brain to have my Tesla car pull up in front. There's just way too much. There's There's so much corporate America happening right now that you don't think they're going to freaking com- commoditize you somehow when there's a chip in your brain? Dude, 150%. You're going to have ads while you sleep so you could subconsciously go buy something in the morning. I don't know. But, you know, like that's already happening with like marketing in the stores. Like they're able to figure out what p- piece of clothes you're going to pick up in the future. And you're going to get a freaking email about it or you're going to get a little notification on your phone like, hey, this is going to be off right now for 50% off. Like th- that, that marketing is slowly going to come like look at marketing for us. We're using freaking Instagram Messenger mm. and we have like programmed uh, messages to say based on what input. Right. It's only going down that rabbit hole. I have a question for you. If you could download your consciousness on a chip, would you do it? Like transcendence type of stuff? Jeez, um, man. Like let's say you have the same thought process, same. I, I just don't believe that's. I just believe consciousness is way beyond this three-dimensional space. So by me downloading it into something and putting it into a computer program, I'm technically still in this third dimension here on earth where consciousness is beyond that. It's, if it's the universe or it's the fourth or fifth dimension, I don't think there's any benefit from downloading that chip. It's a cool idea. I'm just thinking life is way beyond that, way beyond what we see in movies. So when someone would say, let's just say a few years and years down the line, they say, hey, Matt, the way you're thinking right now, the way you are right now, we put you on a chip and you could theoretically almost live forever. I, I just don't think I'm going to be on that chip like mentally. I think I'm going to be somewhere else when I die. I know. I'm not saying about death. So okay. it's, it's just like, this is the question I'm posing to you is if they say, hey, Matt, you know, not we, saying we, we, fear, doing- we fear death, Peter. I see what you're saying. I, I like the idea. I mean, if I want to live forever and I want to see maybe, I don't know, I'm going to be looking through a computer screen and up, I don't know being plugged into some common rams and a motherboard sure so yeah so my so basically i'm saying is hey the, someone's gonna say hey matt before you die would you want to have your consciousness go on a chip so basically preserve once your body dies where's it going to take you and put you into a different different skin and you could just go along life as you wish or matt, if you want we could probably do it right now here's your choice of skins use your, your, your body forms you're going to be, have the same mental process, same thinking, same ideas. You're going to be exactly the same mentally. You're just going to look different. Dude, that's directly from the movie Avatar, yeah. basically. Would you would you do it? Huh? Sure, man. If I could be a blue freaking person, like seven feet tall with a tail, and I could ride things in a different planet, mm-hmm. like uh, those dragons or those horse things, sure, man. Because now Pretty think about dope. So now, like I was, I was pondering this a few days ago, and now think about it. Your conscience is, is on a chip, right? So look how accessible you're going to be to manipulation now. Yeah, and then you know what if they I tell you at the end that this is it you, you can't die because your conscience is on the ship you're just gonna keep Damn. going in new bodies. So now we're suffering inside a computer stuck. program like the Matrix. Might be, so you might be having an amazing time. You might be switching bodies to bodies, but that's all you're gonna be doing. Like there is. So I wonder if we're ever going to reach an age of AI and technology where we're going to seek death and to be so hard to, to attain. Damn, that'd be imagine wild. that. Imagine you go from body to body, body to body. So, so what if it. what if like once you get plugged into this computer chip, you technically cannot connect with your higher self, yeah. like your what soul, if, mm-hmm. because they got you trapped in this like freaking fishbowl here on Earth in yeah. a way. Damn, that, that'd be crazy, dude. Jeez, man, there's, there's a rabbit hole, guys. Yeah, rabbit there's a hole. cool show on, on Netflix. I forgot what's it called, but literally, it's, it's basically like that. So, the only way you could die is basically if they destroy that that chip. Your chip is your consciousness, and you go into different skins. They call them. And you basically it's on your spine, and if they if you get shot in the head, shot in the heart, and you die, your consciousness is on a chip. So all you do is take that chip out, and you go somebody else. Jeez, it's like Terminator stuff, man. You know, and it, pretty, it was a cool, um, cool show. It just um, I'm not sure if it's still still airing or not, but yeah. 
So, so let's, let's continue crazy. to the last topic because we're this is stuff that we love. And see, I could talk about this. So, anyways, if you're wondering if you love this kind of stuff, yes, check out patreon.com slash that loud because it's gonna be fire. Mm. So cyber attacks hitting federal agencies, big thing that just happened last week. Uh, we don't know where the cyber attack came from. All of the news stations is, are saying Russia, Russia, Russia. Who knows? Could it be damn China for all we know? Because like Russia has their hands tied up right now. Like I was looking at it. There's shit going on in Turkey right now uh, at the at the border. Um, the Kurds are fighting off the Turks or something like that. There's there's a lot of conflict there. I doubt it. Russia has time to be dealing with that kind of shit. But that Snowden's in Russia, you know. What if like this might be a low-key operation to expose a bunch of crazy government shit that that nobody knew about? I mean, if if anything, what if this is yeah like an internal attack to expose the whole voter fraud and mm-hmm. everything that's happening? I, what if it's like a white hat hacker going on that just you know, or if I don't know if it's called black hat or white, I'm not sure because white's good, black's bad, but I don't know what that entails. Yeah, yeah. There's all this front end and back end hacking. Um, so basically, the way this happened is there's this company called Solar Winds, which is a technology company in uh, Austin, Texas, and they count a number of U.S. agencies and they work with a lot. Basically, they have contracts with the U.S. government and um, they had software updates. Um, These hackers had code inside of their software when it updated and it was kind of like not noticed. Then the same software was plugged into corporations and government, whatever servers, whatever they were doing, and it was like a Trojan horse just sitting there collecting information for all these marts, uh, all these months. They think it's been since March, and now it finally got exposed. Yeah. So the cyber attack probably isn't the best word for it because this piece of code isn't malicious. So nothing's getting deleted. Yeah. Nothing's getting thrown off. Nothing's getting changed, right? It's more like a spy operation. It's all it really is. So they downloaded a code, and it's just update. That's like a hidden code, and it allows basically for whoever has access to this code to look through files on these people's computers, these documents. So it's not actually a cyber attack. It's just a spy operation. That's literally what it is. A cyber attack, cyber attack entails some kind of, causes some kind of a harm. So either deleting evidence or changing evidence or misrepresenting evidence. So that's a cyber attack. This is a giant spy operation, and you never know. So now it's like, A, are they going to be able to get rid of this? Or are they going to have to crash their systems and reboot everything to get rid of it? You know, because this code's there. So they have to either somehow erase it, which is going to happen either by another update. But what if that code is able to update itself with the update? Yeah. What if they have to wipe all their servers? That'd be fucking crazy. It's, it, and they're saying it might take over a year. And I'm like, th- this is not our department. Like, we're freaking nurses, right? Yeah. We're trying to figure this out. But yeah, who knows how long it's going to take. And I think this is all also going to push the agenda for developing like that clean network program that we're talking about because our like networks are at risk because of the world wide web and we have to somehow develop this clean network database where where all apps and all information is just running through this one server and it's not accessible to other people Mm. or other countries I should say. And they're saying potentially up to 33,000 people have gotten affected by this. And so basically if people want to, I'm not sure if, if they could stop it, but they're saying at least... 33 people have have uh, have this this infection on a computer. So think about it. Somebody had the time to look through everybody's information since March. It's been well, like six months. Yep, roughly. Yeah. So if they work efficiently and quickly, they could probably have siphoned through 33,000 documents or 33,000 people's documents in that amount of time. Right? They probably. I mean, it's gonna be hard. They probably haven't hit everybody. I think no way because if you think about how much. Let's say you, you, you got hacked with this virus, right? Let's say you were for a couple of nurses and- I do work for a couple of nurses. You do work for a couple of nurses, but- I mean, you, <laughs> I'm you're, kidding. You're your partial owner, dude. Yeah, you're, sure, you're sure, look, sure. You know, you don't look for it. But let's say you were a couple of nurses and, hey, I say, Matt, I'm sorry, but there's some kind of a malware that downloaded with uh, your recent update. We're going to look through all your information because you're on your Apple phone. So you updated your Apple phone. Now it affects all your files. So we're going to look through every file one by one on your phone to make sure that everything yeah. is clean. That's the U.S. That, that's a that's solar wind responsibility now to fix that. But sorry, Matt, to let you know, somebody had access to this information in six months. So if these people were smart, I mean, maybe I'm giving them some good advice right now. And sorry if, if I am, it's gonna screw anybody over. But if, if I was these people that hacked this stuff, I would copy it and just put it on giant servers. Of course, and, yeah. and then once they find it, 
you know, and they deleted it, they got, they got rid of it, fine, cool, but guess what? We already copied these 33,000 people's, all their apps, everything that they own. Yeah, it's, it might take us like two to five years to siphon through it, but hey, I'll probably find some golden nuggets every so often, right? Since we like to talk about so much of this stuff, we should probably learn how to access the other part of the internet. Because if Dark you look web? that and just like everything else, because if you look at the internet, like fill in the blank is the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. There's also the iceberg that's underwater that people don't see. And that's like everything else. And that's the dark web or whatever mm-hmm. is out there. Like there's just, yeah, there's a whole whole network of people that we don't know about that they um, talk about. Like that one lady from that documentary, Shadow Shadownet, mm-hmm. like she hangs out there. She kind of jokes around that she get files for, you know, from some government officials for like 50 bucks and shit right. like that. And some stuff you guys can't access in, in the U.S. Like, you need VPN. You need VPN, yeah. Like a lot of, if you guys, all right, another another thing, hopefully we're going to get taken out for this, but if you want to stream fights for free, like UFC fights or boxing fights, um, some countries um, are have... Um, lighter streaming laws so it's easier to legally stream in certain countries compared to the united states so but the thing is you have to be in that country to access that website a lot of people use a vpn and they place themselves in like england on europe yep. and use those people's streaming agencies to watch the fight for free yeah that or go on like google.au which is australia's google and type in whatever you want to find right. and maybe you'll have a better ability to find it compared to US because we have the whole digital millennial act and yeah. everything gets taken down. But you still need a VPN because a lot of times you've, it'll still get like an error because you're from a different country. Yeah. They, they got it pretty down because like it's been harder and harder for me to stream UFC fights for free. You know, whatever UFC is doing to get these streams taken down and stuff, they're very efficient. Shout out to Dana White. Because I used to be able to get a stream. I remember I used to watch Chuck Adele fights like all the time, dude. Yep. When I was little, I used to just hop on Google or hop on Reddit. I used to get it like second click. And now it's like so hard to find. And if you do find it, usually redirect you to like an outside country where you would need a VPN. Yeah, that or they direct you to the accounts where you have to pay for the membership. That, it's yeah. ne- never really free. Yeah, so either paying for membership and one service or you're just paying for membership at ESPN or UFC. Yeah. But in cyber attack, people are saying Russia's to blame, you know, but who knows? If no, the US government didn't directly point a finger at a country because technically we still don't know who did this, right? We just know it's there. Yeah, We, we don't we, know who's using it and what the reason they're using it for. So who knows? Who knows who, who it could be? It could be uh, Joe Biden doing it or Trump could be doing it just, just to fucking just mess with us yeah, or, or he's watching information down. forever, you know? it's You never know. It could be literally anybody. We don't know who it is. So if you don't know who it is, best is to not stir the pot and point fingers. Yeah, Russia doesn't have the best economy in the world, I understand, but they are still a global power. You know, if, you know, if China did it, then they did it, but hopefully we're not so soft as a country that we know China did it, but we're still pointing a finger at Russia just, just to go that route. Well, the thing is, is that China owns U.S. Like Taiwan is to China as China is to the United States. You think so, so yeah, hundred percent. So when it comes to like, for example, uh, voter fraud has been happening in a lot of different countries, correct? And I think India or another country spoke out about this, right? So because, oh, oh, these voter machines, these servers, whatever, I don't know how exactly they work, so don't quote me on that, but, oh, they belong to China. So what China does is, okay, well, we'll, we'll get a different company that is in charge of this um, software or whatever, but they're from Taiwan. Taiwan company, but the freaking headquarters is in China or something, and it's still mm-hmm. linked to that. So like right so it's now, a Chinese company based in, in Taiwan, so people don't associate computer chips with, chi- with China, so people are going to be less prone to saying no to these chips, correct? Yes, basically. yes, yes. Like, and, basically what happened with, with, with uh, Huawei. And like same thing with like Biden. He basically said, um, there's a speech you could pull up. He's like, we have nothing against China. Like China, China, China is like good in a way. And then Trump is the exact opposite. So like which side should we take? Mm-hmm. Because clearly China is becoming a dominant superpower, correct? Yeah. So we should be more inclined to be more against them or look at like the tariffs and stuff like that instead of being more with them. But w- what this is saying is now that they're with all these machines and basically the way they were counting these elections, everything was kind of third party, including these software, supposedly um, a company that was in charge of um, counting this didn't even have the certifications to do this. Like there's a whole rabbit hole to like look down. But, but it makes sense. So if you want to make things as um, as hard to hack as possible, you would have a different hardware company, a different software company. There are people looking at certain things. Yeah. Why? Because if it's the same company doing everything and you're able to hack one system, guess what? That system passes over. 
So I understand why, why they're do, doing it. It's just like also the situation. problem is is that China is such a dominant global production. Everything, including like Taiwan Semiconductor, they they make chips. Well, if the Chinese Republican government is making these chips and it's able to have information, it's able to collect information, and these chips are all over the world. Imagine how much manipulation can happen mm -hmm. if these same chips are in these voter machines. And we don't we don't have the we don't have the freaking slightest clue to understand how mm. software works and yeah. how that shit works. So imagine if they're able to collect information, actually change things remotely. So we don't know who the hell is freaking um, rigging our election. We thought that Russia did it in 2016, but now if we're pointing fingers towards voter fraud, no, 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 it's it's for sure not happening. But it was a safe election, right? Mm. But in 2016, hey man, freaking shit blew up, and we're freaking. Mm prosecuting Trump for three years about yeah. this. Yeah, you know what's crazy? If you guys don't believe us, like how much data China is mining off of, look up the company uh, Huawei. Yeah. So this was a cell phone manufacturing company. They made cell phones and they were very popular in Europe, in England, uh, not as much in US, but it was starting to gain dominance in the US as well. And government officials literally had these phones, right? They People in power had these phones, corporate people had these, had these phones. And it turns out that, hey, the stuff on these phones had a backdoor access from China. And what are, these phones are, are bad now. So if, if you were a government official or, or somebody in high power in Europe, you cannot have a, 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 a Huawei, I don't know if it's called, Huawei, Huawei or Huawei, Huawei, yeah. Huawei phone. You can't, you can't have it. Because they literally found out that there was a backdoor to these cell phones where it could be accessed by China. And you can't have these phones anymore. So if you guys think that we're just talking out of our ass, we're just, you know, we're just conspiracy theorists or we're crazy, no, there's like actual facts behind this and people don't understand. Because it's not very politicized. Because first of all, it's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, no, no one's gonna want to say, "Hey, um, sorry guys, you know, I know I'm the president and shit, and I'm supposed to take care of you guys, but totally didn't realize that this country was definitely stealing our stuff. We thought it was a good idea, it was a good good business venture, it cost us a little money, made some money off it. Um, now we know that they're using a backdoor program to hack information, so we're gonna stop using them now. Sorry, <laughs> is that, no is one's that, gonna say that. I know. I'm gonna feel like a fucking fool, dude. Yep. Yeah. What if I say, um, yeah, Matt, dude, you know, you know how I how I did all, all our business agreements. Well, I just copied basically from Google, and now we're gonna have to go to court because uh, it's fraud. I copied somebody's shit. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why that works. <laughs> you serious? Come on, Pete. Yeah. You're like, yeah. So um, we're gonna take care of this now. So now you know we're gonna start from scratch. Like, it's like, you're going to be like, all right, well, this dude's a fucking dumbass, first of all, dude. Like, shit, I could have done it myself. So that's kind of how, it's crazy. It's, for, it's embarrassing. Nobody wants to admit it. And then when you find out it happens, you know, you they hide it under, under the rug, and then people think it's, it's a conspiracy. It's not, dude. It's, it's just shit not. happens, man. It's kind of funny because this whole damn episode was just stirring the pot on a whole bunch of topics. Yeah. It's kind of cool because we go against the mainstream norm in a way. On so, certain things, yeah. On certain things, if we know, if we, if we know, we go, we follow the facts. If we feel the confident, yeah. You're about so, to be a journalist on, on, on the ground pretty here in Somalia. Yeah, or pretty soon a couple of nurses are going to be, you know, uh, doing who knows what. They're going to they're gonna try to throw us underneath the bus. Maybe we'll see us at the inauguration in January. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I hope you guys found some value from this, some information. If you did find any value, please give, a, give us a five stars. It means a lot. And we're going to wrap this one up. See you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.